If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Parables of Jesus, The Barren Fig Tree, found in Luke chapter 13, verse 6 through 9. The theme is true repentance will show forth visible fruit. Without it comes judgment. And the context is Jesus expounding on Luke chapter 13, verse 5. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Luke 13, verse 6. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree, and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it, fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. The Characters I believe that this parable was explicitly speaking to the nation of Israel, but it also has tremendous implications and application for us today as well. Now, in the parable, Jesus talked about a man. I believe this is speaking of God the Father, who is the creator and owner of all things in the universe. The vineyard represents the nation of Israel. Psalms 24 verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Now, in reference to the fig tree, is often used as a metaphor for the Jewish people in the Bible. Oftentimes, the Bible mentions both the vine, the grapevine, and the fig tree together. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 25, Joel chapter 2, verse 22, and Micah 4, 4. When Jesus was talking about his second return at the end of the Great Tribulation period in Matthew 24, verse 27 to 31, the context was speaking to the nation of Israel at that time and in the future, Jesus used the fig tree 
as an illustration that points to signs or evidence of his imminent return. Matthew 24, verse 32 to 33, Mark chapter 13, verse 28, Luke chapter 21, verse 29. We are to keep our eyes on Israel as a signpost to the coming of the end of this age. Luke 21, 28. Now the keeper of his vineyard, speaking of Jesus, who came to the earth, taking on physical form as the Son of Man, according to John chapter 1, verse 11. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. The central truth to this parable is Jesus' attempt to call the people of Israel back to repentance. A fig tree with no fruit. A fig tree is a fruit-producing plant that could either be a tall tree or a low-spreading shrub. The size of the tree depended on its location and soil. The blossoms of the fig tree always appear before the leaves in spring. When Jesus saw leaves on a fig tree, he expected fruit to be there. In Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14, and verse 20 to 21. In Matthew 21, verse 18, early in the morning, as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. Figs were eaten fresh. In 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 31, or pressed into cakes, 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 18, and used as a poultress in Isaiah chapter 38, verse 21. Jeremiah used the fig tree as a symbol of desolation in Jeremiah 8, verse 13. It also signified security and hope for Adam and Eve, Genesis 3, 7, and the twelve spies, Numbers 13, verse 23. A fig tree requires three years before it will start producing fruit. There were usually two crops of figs a year. The advantages this fig tree had in this parable by being planted in a vineyard is that it was exposed to better soil and personal cultivation in contrast to those that grew in the wilderness on their own. So there was no excuse for this fig tree to be barren. Romans 2 verse 17 to 24, in chapter 3 verse 1 and 2, in chapter 9 verse 1 through 5. The Jewish people had great advantages being God's covenant people. Since God called Abraham in Genesis 12 verse 3, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Exodus 19 verse 5, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. The Israelite nation was expected to bear fruit by leading righteous lives and by communicating God's truth to the other nations of the world. Isaiah 49.6 I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Unfortunately, the Jews failed in that calling to bring God's covenant message to the Gentiles. For centuries, Israel struggled with idolatry in the beginning, trying to be like the nations of the world. Then they went to the other extreme, became very legalistic and religious, and despised the Gentiles. Just like the example of Jonah, who was indifferent to the fate of the Gentiles, in Jonah chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. As a result, they never fulfilled their God-ordained mandate to be a light to the nations. So Jesus, as the keeper of Israel, comes to earth as their Messiah to call them back to repentance. Luke 13, verse 7. For three years now, I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? The three years could possibly represent the first three years of Jesus' ministry to Israel. Jesus made it clear that he was initially called to the Jewish people 
first before the Gentiles. Matthew 10, verse 5 through 10, chapter 15, verse 24 to 28, Acts 3, 26, Romans chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, and chapter 8, verse 16. One last chance. Luke 13, verse 8. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. Here we see Jesus as the great intercessor, like Moses, standing in the gap. Exodus 32, verse 31 to 32. Under the new covenant, Jesus is our great high priest, our mediator, and advocate to the Father. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 34. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 through 6. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. Chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. Chapter 7, verse 11 to 28. And 1 John 2, verse 1 through 2. God's ways under the Old Covenant and the New Covenant was to give people more time to repent. When they failed to do so, judgment came. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Chapter 11, verse 27 to 34. And Revelation chapter 2, verse 20 to 23. In the parable, when the keeper of the vineyard asked for one more year, that could be referring to the rest of the time that Jesus had until the crucifixion to call the people of Israel to repentance. It also reaffirms God's mercy, long-suffering, and patience with his people. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8-9 through So the fig tree represented the Jewish people at Jesus' time. It had been planted and cared for, but was barren. Now it was given one last chance. If the tree did not respond, it would be rooted out. God's heart, according to John 3.16, is for all people of the earth to be saved. So if the nation of Israel was not going to do their job and preach the gospel to them, he would find someone else to do it. God does not want anyone to perish. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4, 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 18. John the Baptist was very bold when he spoke the truth to the religious elite of his day. Matthew chapter 3 verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Folks trying to pass themselves off as righteous as only having a religious veneer just won't cut it. Matthew 15 verse 1 through 9, Romans chapter 10 verse 1 through 4, 2 Timothy 3 verse 5, Colossians chapter 2 verse 16 to 23. So many perform lip service to God, but they don't really know him. Matthew 7 verse 21 to 22, Mark chapter 7 verse 6, Luke chapter 6 verse 46. Like when Jesus went to the fig tree in Matthew 21 verse 18, which looked like it would have fruit, but upon closer examination found it to be fruitless. John chapter 5 verse 39 to 40. Now, like John the Baptist, when Jesus began his earthly ministry, this is how it sounded in Matthew 4.17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repentance from sin and turning to God always precedes salvation. There must be a visible change in one's life to validate true repentance and the work of God's grace. When we get truly saved, there will be fruit or change in our lives as evidence of salvation. Hebrews 10.26, 1 John chapter 3, verse 6, chapter 5, verse 18, Jude verse 4, and Acts 26.20. 20. 
the subject of repentance, turning from sin unto God, is key to the gospel message. Matthew 3 verse 8, Luke 5 verse 32, chapter 24 verse 47, Acts 5 32, chapter 20 verse 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 9 through 10, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 25, and Hebrews 6 1. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 33, Jesus said that we would know a tree by its fruit. When we are born again, we become new creations in Jesus, a new species, and something that never existed before. John 3 3, 2 Corinthians 5 17, Galatians 6 15. Our change is from the inside out, not putting on a religious mask or pretending to be religious. The reality of the new birth, which is the rebirth of the human spirit, is the root of changed fruit. This is the work of God. By His grace and through our faith, the Holy Spirit, an incorruptible seed of God's Word, imparts unto our spirit eternal life. Titus 3 verse 5, 1 Peter 1 23, 1 John chapter 3 verse 14 to 15. Cut off through judgment. Luke 13 verse 9. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Unfortunately, Israel on the most part persisted in unbelief and rejected Jesus as their Messiah, as it is till this day. The people of Israel rebelled back then against the Romans, so in 70 AD, the general Titus came and destroyed Jerusalem and scattered the people. Luke 19 verse 41 to 44 Chapter 21, verse 5 through 6, and verse 20 to 24. So we've been talking a lot about the Jewish people's barrenness and rejection of Jesus. What about the church of Jesus Christ? Do we run the same risk? Absolutely. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. The Jewish nation did not bear fruit in preaching the gospel to the nations, so Jesus gave it to the church in the Great Commission. Matthew 21, verse 43 to 44. Luke chapter 20, verse 16. Notice the response of the people to this. In Luke chapter 20, verse 16, When the people heard this, talking about the parable, they said, May this never be. Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. Jesus was quoting Psalms 118, verse 22. When it comes to truth, there are two responses. We can break ourselves upon the rock of truth in repentance and be saved, Acts 2 verse 38 and chapter 3 verse 19, or reject the truth and it will crush us in judgment, John 3 verse 36. For the time being, Israel has experienced a hardening for the Gentiles to be reached, Romans chapter 11. Jesus is referred to as the vine and we are the branches connected to him. John 15, verse 1 through 8. If we do not stay in fellowship with Jesus through obedience to his word, we too can be cut off. Now every living fruit tree is in some measure fruitful, though some bring forth more fruit, some less. Yet all should bring forth something. Like Jesus, we too should pray for God's mercy upon barren Christian fig trees to bear fruit, to minister to and cultivate fruitfulness through the word of God and prayer. There is always a greater expectation with greater grace and light from God's word. It is a sad commentary when those who enjoy the privileges of the gospel and yet do nothing at all to honor God by living right and consistently reaching out to others with the gospel. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 through 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1, 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17. The bottom line is, 
Judgment comes on those who don't repent and bear fruit. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life Study Series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.